you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you so much. And um, again, what a wonderful spirit Friday as we were here honoring and uh, the ministry. Thank you, uh, Chrissy and Taylor, for uh, Jack Love, the way you lead worship, and they love the way you led the, the service on Friday. And when we got to the graveside, I just want to give you an update because it was all the way in Galena, Missouri. So uh, uh, many of our deacon board got together and drove together in the van and uh, and got to Galena. We found it. Uh, we also stopped at a little uh, cafe on the corner before we got to the cemetery. And we all bailed out and got some coffee and some water and, yes, some coconut pie. Yes, even after all we ate, we, we, we got more pie. But uh, it's because, you know, we just wanted to. And uh, we were a little bit early. And on the way out, I was paying the ticket. And on the way out, I thought, oh, there's something I need to do. And uh, there was only one other person in the restaurant, a little bitty hole in the wall, corner cafe. And uh, and so I went up to the lady. And I said, has that guy paid his bill yet? And she said, no. I said, well, I'll take it. And uh, so some lucky guy got blessed in honor of Jack Short, right? And so we challenged everybody Friday. We'll challenge you, Oak Grove, uh, that Jack was a, a very much a generous man. It just goes along with our service and our sermon today uh, in Acts chapter 5. Jack was a generous man, and oftentimes he'd go to a restaurant. He would look around and pick out a person and tell Becky, we're going we're gonna to pay it for. We're going to buy their meal today. And so he challenged us as a body. He challenged his family, his friends, and everyone. Um, said in honor of him in the weeks ahead, if you feel the Lord nudging you to to pay it forward, uh, just make sure I'm in the building. No, I'm teasing. I'm joking. I'm joking. If you feel the Holy Spirit leading you, uh, it may just be somebody in the drive-thru. Just pay it forward, you know. And um, but uh, but I I told uh, Becky that at the graveside, and she was really blessed by that. So so they um. They appreciate it so much. Becky wanted me to convey to you and Kara and Kimbra and Brian and Little Noble how much they appreciated your love uh, just outpoured upon them even before Friday all week long. And I know that will continue because Jack was a vital part. He was Oak Grove. And we are, and together we are, are part of the kingdom. And so he just... He just made uh, closed the books and went up early, uh, and so we we're gonna miss him. But today I don't want to give this sermon uh, as a tribute. But Jack was quite a generous man, and it just so happened that I'm in Acts chapter five, right? And so I I want to look at a tale of two givers. I came up with that that thought and that title. It doesn't mean that we're talking about money here, even though there's coins. Uh, how many know there's more to giving than money? Generosity is a fruit of knowing Jesus. I said generosity ought to come from a relationship with Jesus. If you have Jesus in your heart, your heart should be filled with generosity. So a tale of two givers. I want to start with Acts chapter 4. Uh, I know that we're in chapter 5, but it ends with another generous person, and that's why it's a tale of two givers. We have Barnabas and we have Ananias and Sapphira. We're going to do a little contrast today. We're not in a competition, but God is going to use the word of God today to show us the true heart 
of a generous believer. So Hoses, uh, who was also named um, Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement. He's a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So he's a Levite who does not ordinarily own land, right? Cannot own land. They they uh, they had the inheritance from the Lord. Remember that? The Levites, they didn't own land. They had the inheritance. The Lord was their inheritance. But evidently, the law of the land in Cyprus, where he lived, even though he was a Levite, there were Jews that lived outside of Israel. Or, or out of, y- y'all understand what's going on. Okay. So his name is Barnabas, right? Or the son of encouragement. And now chapter 5, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. So they did the same thing. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest at the apostles' feet. Okay, I just had a dead spot. Uh, about as dead as Ananias is about to be. And then <laughs> I couldn't pass that up, right? And then Peter said, Peter was there. He's, he's, he's there. And he's like, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart? How I many know oh, there's something to say about the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit here? Supernatural things are happening in the early church and the Holy Spirit revealed through discernment to Peter, the apostle. How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept uh, back for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Now, didn't this land belong to you before it was sold? I want you to catch this because it wasn't a law in Israel that it wasn't a law in the New Testament church that you go and sell all your possessions and your land. It was a fruit of a generous heart that did that, right? So didn't, hey, didn't this land belong before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? This is your land. You didn't have to do this. Nobody coerced you to do this. This is your land. You do what you want with the money. It's at your disposal. So what made you think of doing such a thing? Wow. You have not lied just to me or human beings or to the church, but you lied to God. How many know that's a bad deal to lie to God? When Ananias heard this, well, his only reaction, he fell down and died. Hush, hush in the house of the Lord. Should we take up another offering? And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. And then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. You think that's the end of the story, but there's more. About three hours later, his wife came in. That's a long service. So they had worship service. It took up the offering, the worship he preached. And three hours later, they, uh, she just comes in. I mean, no, that's a assembly God person. They come into church three hours late. Three hours later, the wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, hey, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that's exactly the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, finding her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. 
And great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Wow. Somebody today, Max, might be preaching revival. Pastor Ron gets to preach on generosity and the (laughs) heart of a generous believer. Now, this is believers. I want you to catch the setting. This is the early church, Ananias and Sapphira, our spirit-filled believers. The spirit they knew. The spirit they did not listen to. How many believe the Holy Spirit convicts us? How many believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us? And I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to Ananias and Sapphira, uh, but they did not listen. They actually lied to God. So the offense is not so much about keeping part of the money. We're going to get into it, a tale of two givers. So Luke uh, gives us two examples of what being generous is all about. Barnabas, a man who really experiences on the inside the freedom of faith in Christ. How many of you got Jesus in your heart? It will be connected to your generosity. Not just money. It's not just money. We shouldn't be living in a day we have to beg people to pay tithe. How many know that ought to be a natural flow? But yet 50% or more people do not pay tithe. Same thing when it comes to government. Half the citizens of America pay taxes. The others just run from their responsibility. So it's across the board, secular or spiritual. People don't do what they should do. And I need some help preaching this morning. If you're a citizen and you drive on these roads, if your tires hit these same potholes I hit, you should pay your taxes. And if you're born again and you're receiving the word of the Lord at the house of the Lord and you're sucking up the air condition and the heat, you should pay your tithe. This is going to be a rough one, Lord. I need help. Jack, you started this. You need to help me. And so Ananias and Sapphira was a man and a woman who try to fake it on the outside when it's not really there on the inside. It's called hypocrisy. Somebody shout hypocrite. Hypocrites early on in the church. So the motive, not the money, it's the motive. It's the motive that gets them into trouble. And so I want to just briefly go through this because Jesus, how many know he talks a lot about giving and generosity in the New Testament? And uh, in fact, in Luke chapter 12, 32 and 33, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. So it wasn't a command. It was just a suggestion. Hey, God gave you the kingdom. You don't need all this stuff. But how many know it's easy to get attached to things? So a heart that's attached to things and possessing everything in this world, how many know that will bite you? And the spirit of greed can get on you. And the opposite will happen. Instead of being a generous person, you'll have a closed fist and you won't honor God, and you won't honor anyone else around you, and you will go into your grave with holes in your pocket. How many know it all belongs to God? How many has got generosity down pack? Jesus said that that he promised the Father cares. He's going to produce for you all that you need in the kingdom, so you should be free from fear, free from anxiety, free from things of this world, free uh, from the things of this world, but free for the people of this world, free to love the church, 
free to love the world and help them along the way. If your brother or sister needs you, we're talking to the church about the church. We're not talking about heathens. Talking about Ananias and Sapphira in the church who's filled with God, filled with the Spirit of God, going to the house of the Lord. Very, very faithful. But there also had a Pharisee spirit in Jesus' time where they wanted people to see them give. So they didn't mind giving. So the problem wasn't giving. The problem was they wanted to be noticed. So here's the deal. Ananias and Sapphira saw Barnabas sell some property and took the property, the money he made, and, and wasn't coerced. He brought it to the disciples' feet and said, meet the need. No strings attached. I mean, no, that's the way it ought to be. A generous heart gives begrudging, unbegrudgingly, not with strings attached, not regretfully. He did what he did. He gave it, and he left it there, and that's what happened. Trusted the disciples to meet the need. Ananias and Sapphira wanted to have the same spirit and be seen by everybody as doing the same thing. Well, it made it made Barnabas, you know, uh, seem like a valuable spiritual man. Maybe we can have that same spirit and do the same thing, but we'll just keep back part of it to ourselves and act as if God is blind, dumb, and stupid. How I many know oh, God knows what's going on in your heart? I said, God knows your heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So there's a major comparison going on here. Ananias, his name means God is gracious. Isn't that something? He knows that God is gracious. His name actually means gracious. And so he's probably raised in a God-fearing home, knows about it. And, uh, and we see God uh, not doing church discipline here, but personal judgment comes in the house of the Lord. Now, I, I don't know how many times I've preached this. Uh, we're in a series, and so I can't avoid this. And I'm going to bring it right on down. How many would say, go, pastor, preach it? Even if it hurts, I'm going to preach it. It may not change you, but you can lie to the Holy Ghost, so I ain't worried about it. I mean, oh, you don't pay tithe to Ron Moran. You don't even pay tithe to Oak Grove. Your giving is to the Lord. And that's why we don't tell anybody about it. And we don't we don't air it out. We don't let nobody know. How I many know if you give a dime or a dollar or a million dollars? How I many know it's your business between you and God, right? Between you and God. And so the fact is that that the Lord was upset here because they lied to the Holy Spirit. So God is gracious, but He forgot that God is also holy. Pastor Mark did a phenomenal job Wednesday night teaching on the cross and the purpose of the cross. And that not only did God so love this world that he gave, he gave. How I many know our God is a generous God? Nobody gave to that degree that he gave his only son. He gave his only son for you and I who were sinners who didn't deserve anything but death. And God gave his only son for you and for me. Is anybody here grateful for the awesome grace of God? It had to be done. Somebody had to die because God is just and holy and he cannot wink at sin. And so his own son took upon the cross, right? The same thing's going on here, right? He, they lied to the Holy Spirit, making everyone appear that they're generous just to be seen by men, but a hypocritical heart, God will judge. 
It's very early on in the church, and so he's going to take care of some business. It seems pretty strong. I said, it seems pretty strong. But I wonder if God pulled that shenanigan today, the church might be half empty. Already is. Because people are not even willing to give their feet to show up for church, much less their money to help support the church. It's a different day. The church today is a gimme church. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. And if you'll do something for me, I might show up. And if you'll preach, pastor, and move me with your preaching, I might shout amen. But I'm here to receive. I'm not here to give anything. I mean, no, that's the detriment of the New Testament church today. That's the failure of the New Testament church today. Always wanting and never sacrificing or giving. And God sees that heart. And so Sapphira, I mean, her name means beautiful, but the greedy heart she showed, how I many know, showed the ugly side of a beautiful lady. And so what God did for his, for her husband, she did, he did the same thing for her because she could have come in and said, no, here, Peter, here, here. Ananias lied, but I'm going to tell you right here, here, here it all is. How I many know the Lord would have spared her? Is anybody hearing Pastor Ron this morning? How many believe God, if you'll tell the truth and confess, how many believe the Lord will spare you? Of course he will. It's, it's God who's trying to reconcile and make things right, but she did the same as her husband. How many know that's a, that's a spirit of greed and Satan himself that came over them to hold back what belonged to God. And so you may say, well, God is rough on them, but notice the Lord's judged just sin severely and early on in the church. Do you remember after the tabernacle was finished, God killed Nadab and Abihu for trying to present a false fire, a fake fire, an artificial fire on the altar? Remember that? I mean, that sounds pretty rough, but that's personal judgment on two priests, Eli's sons, who knew better. These boys knew better, raised by their dad, Eli, the high priest, to only offer this fire. How many know God is pretty specific? It's not like God didn't inform us to, as our duty. Uh, actually, it's not supposed to be duty at all. It's supposed to be desire. That's why the problem here is not duty. The problem here is motive. The wronged heart, the wrong desire. And so they died. Boom, Leviticus chapter 10. And Achan, remember Achan, was, he was killed too for disobeying orders after Israel entered the land, Joshua chapter 7. Boom. You talk about Achan. If you're taken, how many know you're going to be aching? But God called us to be givers, not takers. So we're processing this. Although they personally were responsible for their sin, God did use these judgments as a warning to the people and to us as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 11, 12 says, Hey, if these things that you see are examples to us. So although today you might have missed your tithe or gave with the wrong motive or whatever you did with your money, it's your business. But how many know you cannot hide from the Lord our God? And it's a dangerous thing to fall in the hands of a living God. This is quiet in here, but I'm going to keep on going. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost, whether you're supporting me or not. And Ananias and Sapphira were energized by Satan, Acts chapter 5, verse 3. They were energized by Satan. And so um, this thing's not moving. If you want to help me, Elizabeth. Um, Acts chapter 5 and verse 3. If Satan can't get all of us, how many know he'll try to get one or two of us? 
I said, if you can't get all of us, he'll try to get one or two of us. So in chapter 4, the opposition was coming from outside. Chapter 5, the opposition comes from the inside. Satan doesn't care who he messes with. He is trying to get us at all times. Are, are we frozen? Okay. Are we good? Okay, frozen. It's much like much of the people in the church today. Frozen. Frozen chosen. But anyway, we, we want to keep moving. Well, you, you, here's, here's the dialogue between Peter and Ananias. Say, hey, while your property remained unsold, did it, did it not belong to you? There aren't any rules here, Peter says, that, that you have to sell your property. It's not, it's, it's, not, um, it's not our property. It's your property. Do whatever you want. You're money. I never told anybody what to do with their money, right? It's not, it's not, it's not an external duty. It's an internal desire, right? So, so first Barnabas, he demonstrates freedom from the love of things and a heart of love for the poor. So they met the needs. And then you'll find out next chapter, they started to have some issues with the uh, widows. Remember that? And the preacher, the preachers, the apostles trying to preach and, and serve the people. And they, they needed to get some deacons. So they got, they got seven men full of the Holy Ghost. How many know that's important? And the word of God had a good reputation, right? A good report amongst people, good reputation. And, uh, and so they need to take care of some things. Everybody's valuable at the house of the Lord. So when one or two decide that they're going to believe Satan and opt out of being part of the body, the Lord will take note of that. So Ananias and Sapphira, they stand for the exact opposite, namely people who have not really been changed on the inside by being satisfied with all that God has for them and gave them in Christ. But still, they want some place in the visible church. They want to be seen by men, just like the hypocrites, just like the scribes and Pharisees, just like those vipers and snakes who wanted the people to hear them speak, to hear them pray, to see them give, so they can get recognition from men, praise from men. But how many know God turns his eye on that arrogant, proudful attitude and his heart is turned toward those who have a humble spirit so the result of dealing with a greedy heart acts 9 31 says so the church throughout all judea and galilee and samaria had peace and was built up and walking in what the fear of the lord and in the comfort of the holy spirit and was multiplied and the fear of the lord and the comfort of the holy spirit brings peace and growth to the church Treating the Lord with contempt by religious fakery should remain a fearful thing in the church. That's the point. God is not mocked whatsoever you sow. How I many know oh, you're going to reap? You're going to reap. And so it's, uh, it's okay. I know that when people have surgery, they don't talk under the knife when they're having surgery. So I'm going to keep on preaching. What did Ananias and Sapphira do wrong? Well, number one, they put their love for money before their love for the kingdom. They put their love for money before their love for the kingdom. You can't serve God and money. I need an amen right there. And so he knows how to lie. Satan knows how to do it. And, and he, he manipulated them and turned even devout people against the church. They turned. Can I tell you, Satan can Feel somebody's heart as he did Judas, as he did Ananias and Sapphira, and make them think about themselves instead of the kingdom. In fact, Jesus often rebuked even Peter 
And Peter said, I will never forsake you. You're not going to go to the cross. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You're speaking like your father, the devil. You're not speaking like your father, God. So your behavior of your heart reflects one of two things, the heart of God or the heart of Satan. And here he is in generosity, showing us the difference. One living in freedom, the other one's living in bondage. And uh, Peter said, hey, it was all at your disposal. In other words, nobody coerced you to bring any of the money in here. If your heart doesn't tell you to bring it in, don't bring it in. But don't bring part of it in. Act like you're giving with a generous heart and hold some of it back and lie to God because God will not be mocked. Is everybody getting this? That's the moral of the story here. And Christianity is not a matter of external form uh, conformity of religious expectations. It's a matter of internal liberty. You have the freedom to do what you want with your finances. But God's kingdom must be priority. Give it to who you want. Give it to how you want. Uh, but being a Christian means changing from the inside out and that you fall in love with Jesus. And when you fall in love with Jesus, how many know you're going to fall in love with his church and his people? And we are the household of faith. How many know we're supposed to take care of each other? So the only time people who are are greedy and stingy and do not pay tithe, the only time they really realize how valuable the church is, is when the church comes through for them. But they won't give a dime or a penny when the church is ready to help somebody else. I wish I had an amen. That's the real deal. And I've watched it over the years. People are stingy and closed-fisted. But when they have a need, Brother Pablo, when they have a need, the expectation is the church meet the need. It's expected. But when the church expects them to honor God with their tithe, they, 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 I'll keep on preaching. He shines. Barnabas shines as one of the most mature, reliable, lovable leaders of the early church. And, and here Luke shows how Barnabas trusted ministry began. He, he demonstrated freedom from the love of stuff and a heart for the poor. And he creates a bond in the church that people were following suit. We are a little louder over here. Are y'all not listening? We are. I guess there's more people over here. So or maybe y'all are shouting. Or maybe I'm deaf in my right ear. I think that last one is the truth. Sorry, folks over here. I think I'm deaf in my right ear. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God, God means for his people to fear hypocrisy. He means for us to be afraid of treating the Holy Spirit with contempt. And the end of verse 5, after Ananias had died, great fear came upon all who heard it. And again in verse 11, after Sapphira died, great fear came upon the whole church and began all and came upon all who heard these things. And this is the lesson Luke wants us to get. Faking faith in the presence of God is a fearful masquerading to be one thing and turned out to be another. I talked to Pastor Webb at Jack's funeral, uh, uh, the visitation Thursday night. And he said, when I met Jack, Brother Webb, you know, Brother Webb, he's straightforward pastor. He said, I told Jack, Jack, you're going to be the secretary treasurer here. I don't want to know what anybody makes. I don't want to see anybody's tithe. And, and, and if you can understand that, we're going to get along fine. And Jack said, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> no, no. Jack said, I think we're going to get along fine, Pastor Webb. He didn't want to know. 
because it's not for us to know. It's between you and the Lord. I don't have a copy. I don't have a copy of the combination to the safe. I have not, and I will not, and I don't want one. There's some safeguards we put into place. I don't want to know what you tithe. Okay? Now, if you get in leadership, how many know you best be involved in giving? You don't want to be a leader here and not set an example. So leaders, we check that. But everybody else, you're, you're on your own. You do what God tells you to do. But leaders, you don't have a right. In fact, if you're in a position of leadership and you don't tithe, we will yank you out. Thank you, Pastor. Be a leader. I will. Thank you very much. I will. So Ananias and Sapphira, they were the exact opposite. The reason they dropped dead is to give a stunning warning to the whole church that phony baloney Christianity will end up this way sooner or later. Now, God did it right now. He did it right there to show everybody, to set forth the pattern, okay? And fear came upon all of them, and they did the right thing. Amen? So the result, pretty rough. Uh, but the four things they did wrong, they loved their money. Uh, more than they loved the Lord. And they made the sale. They looked at all that cash, and they couldn't bear the thought of giving it all away, so they kept some back. They wanted to, uh, secondly, they wanted to look more generous than they really were. They wanted to appear more generous than they really were. Hypocrisy. And they wanted the apostles to think that they were like Barnabas, perhaps, and they wanted external religious approval, man's praise. They not only loved money, they loved the praise of men. And the two almost always go together. The third thing they did is that they lied. They lied to God. They lied to the Holy Spirit. To cover their covetousness and to give the impression of generosity, they lied. That's meaning of hypocrisy. It is um, to do one thing uh, and and uh, appear to be doing one thing. And loving possessions and you love the praise of men. Therefore, they discredited they discredited the Holy Spirit. They discredited the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you what. You can get away with something with our board. You can get away. You can get, get by Pastor Ron. And, uh, but how many know you'll never get past the Holy Ghost? And I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is still a convictor. He's a convictor. And so we're not here to give you a guilt trip. I'm just preaching the Word of God and the, and the truth of the Word of God that concerns generosity from the heart not giving so people can see. In fact, the Bible says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand gives. Okay? It also says, if your right hand offends, you cut it off. Okay? So so God wants to give grace. Ananias' name means God is gracious. But he lied. And how is this discrediting to the Holy Spirit? Well, one is that they may not have been even believed the Holy Spirit was even present in the church. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even reckon uh, with the reality of the Holy Spirit. Uh, some people act as if the Holy Spirit is not real. But when you walk out of this building, I mean, oh, he'll go with you. That's the promise of the Lord, right? The greatest preacher you'll ever hear is not Ron Moran. That's the second greatest. The greatest preacher you'll ever hear is the Holy Ghost. Because when you lay your head on the pillow at night, how I many know oh, he keeps on preaching? He ain't going to let up till you get it right. And so maybe it is they uh, may have simply functioned on a level, a uh, human level, and never even thought about the real presence of the Spirit of the living God in your life. 
Secondly, maybe they believed in the presence of some theoretical way. Maybe, you know, just didn't think he knew the thoughts in their minds. He was there maybe, but he wasn't real. Wasn't a real person who knew things and felt things and acted in a real way, like making people die on the spot. Carry them out. Wife comes in. Hey, the one carried out your husband. If we did church like that, how many know things would be different in the house of the Lord? Have a new usher training ministry. Usher training ministry. Woo! Wow. Hmm. Or maybe they believed in, in uh, perhaps they thought that he was there and he was real, but that he wouldn't really punish them. There's a whole generation of people that are are living like, um, like I got to have everything now. I can do everything now. Party now because the Lord's going to punish us maybe one day in the future or uh, I don't know. Nothing's happening now. How many know God keeps good records? Jack Sharp was a really good secretary treasurer. He kept really good records. But how many know Jesus is better? He even keeps better records. Because Jack and I, we're limited by what you know and do. But God, the Holy Ghost, is not. So perhaps they had a view of grace that says, no matter how devious and hypocritical I am, God always tolerates everything I do. And God wanted to let the New Testament early church know it will not be tolerated. Just as I told you, people in leadership at Oak Grove, do not have exemption from responsibilities of this house. And uh, and if you want to be a leader, you got to act like one. Oh, boy, we're going to have a hard time getting leaders now, I can tell. We're already struggling. And so it is that the Holy Spirit is discredited in the church today. Some people come to worship and operate totally on a human level and never reckon with the living presence of God in this very room. Hebrews warns us that it's possible to out to outrage the spirit of grace. It is possible to offend the Holy Spirit. I said it is possible to grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was grieved and God judged immediately. And that's the warning Luke puts before us today. I know you all feel built up and encouraged. And and we will fear bringing contempt on the Lord through hypocrisy. If that's the outcome, how many know we are blessed indeed? We have to preach this. I said we have to preach this. So how was Barnabas different? He honored God with his gifts. He didn't seek the praise of men. He kept his integrity with God. And I'm done. I feel like I got a lot more, but I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't get the, I'm not getting the vibe or the, or the feeling that it's a lovely message. I'm not feeling the warm fuzzies. Um, Barnabas didn't lie to the Holy Ghost. If you're going to give, just give. If you're not, don't. But you yay be yay and you nay be nay. Don't act like you're going to do it and don't do it, right? That's the point of the whole thing. And so keep your money. No, nobody needs your money. God doesn't need your money. How many know God didn't need their money? It wasn't about money. It was about lying and the reputation that they had with God. So I want us to be like Barnabas. And I want to ask you, are you holding something back from the Holy Spirit? Come clean this morning. One, he already knows what you're doing. I may not, but he does. Number two, you will pay a price now or later. Pastor, I can't afford not to tithe. I can't afford to tithe. Really? Yeah. And you wondered why your air condition broke, your car broke, your house broke, your your account is broke, your leg broke. 
you ought to check it, do a little inventory. God gives grace to mercy to us, and Jesus made a way. How many know Jesus made a way, and the Spirit is speaking to us right now, make things right, move out and make things right? I learned a lot through this, uh, and and the sin was really uh, um, Ananias and Sapphira. They were energized by Satan, and and they and they had many tools, but a lie is the handle that every tool uses. I mean, no, Satan is the father of lies. So just as he whispered and lied and deceived Adam and Eve that God wasn't good, that you could have whatever you want, don't worry about it. I mean, he did the same thing right here to Ananias and Sapphira. Read your Bible. It's really real. He lied to them. He lied just like he did to Eve. And guess what the consequences was? Death, just like Adam and Eve. Motivated by pride, God hates pride, so the church was celebrating as Barnabas was kind to them. And when God starts blessing, how many know Satan starts messing? And he whispers to this couple, you can be just like Barnabas. Everybody thought he was good. You can be like that. And Jesus gave us serious, serious instructions. Don't rob God from his glory. So the point is today, as they come back to the platform, the point is they weren't robbing God from money. They were robbing God from his glory. Big difference. Big difference. And that's what Pharisees love to do. Parade their gifts in front of men. And they receive praise for it, but guess what? That's it. That's it. That's all you're going to get. Remember, whatever we possess, it's God's, and it's God who gives it to us. We're only stewards. There is not an owner one. Ron Moran doesn't own this church. Oak Grove doesn't even own this church. Southern Missouri District doesn't own this church. I mean, no, this church belongs to the Lord. It's the Lord's church, and he's going to take care of it. And we use it for his glory, John 5, 44. The last thing about their sin was especially wicked as it was. It was directed towards God's church. These two were believers. One lied to the Holy Spirit and the other one did. He tempted Ananias and Sapphira, tempted the Lord their God, and they had the Spirit of God in them. So now, before we, before we bury them, we must examine our hearts. Say, yeah, that's right. Ananias and Sapphira got what they deserve. Hey, before we bury them, we need to look deep into our own hearts. Are we holding back something from God? Not even dealing with money. If God killed these religious deceivers today, how many people would be left at Oak Grove Assembly? It's not church discipline. It's God's personal judgment. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Would you stand with me this morning? The outcome was godly fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. So the outcome was godly fear upon all the people all over the place. God set it as example, not only for them, but for us. Is there anybody here who needs to take care of some business with God? We're not going to judge you. God does all that. But we do want to pray for you. We sure do want to pray for you. If they didn't get away with it back in the Old Testament or the New Testament, we're not going to get away from not going to get away with it here so these altars are open as soon as I pray 
If you've got some business to take care of with God, go ahead. It's 15 after. We have time. We have time. And don't let it be about money. Don't let it be about money. Let it be about your heart. Come on, lift your hands. Say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me, God, the joy of my salvation. Help us today, Lord, to open our hearts to you. Examine our hearts. See inside of our heart what the motive of our heart is. And Lord, if there are generous people here, may they continue to walk in the fear of God and see that you know all things. We can't get by with anything. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Altars are open if you want to come. Take care of some business.